Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Bald Move First Run Movies. First Run, that's what we're calling it, yeah? I think so. Okay, I'll get used to this eventually. Uh, we just went and saw 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes, we did. It's a spiritual successor, I guess, as J.J. Uh, Abrams to Cloverfield, yeah, which you, you I liked Cloverfield. I did too. I, I, I like Cloverfield in the sense that I went to see it to the theater and it was like a thrill ride. Yeah. And I got, it was an experiential film. It's not something that I felt like I could watch over and over and over again. I did mm-hmm. like the lore. Like I got really into, uh, you know, there's something about the soda and there's something about the meteor splash in the background. There's like tons yeah. of stuff right after. And, you know, uh, trying to get better looks at the creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you could research and fall down holes. I wonder if that'll be the yeah. same way for this one. I don't know. Uh, it's tough to say. Maybe there's some stuff on shelves down in the yeah, there in might the bunker because that was all it's all background stuff. You know, trying to piece together yeah. what what exactly happened. There was but, a lot of mystery around Cloverfield. Um, so how, how do we do the spoiler free review then the trailers? Do we do the trailers and then the spoiler free review? Uh, I say we start off with the trailers. That's okay. how that's how you're presented it in the theater. So, all right. First up, a new Richard Linklater movie that I'm not right. excited for at all, called Everybody Wants Some. Yeah, it's uh, it's this is essentially to dazed and confused kind a of spiritual. Yeah, successor right. goes from the 70s to the 80s now, and everybody. I I don't know. I it didn't look interesting to me at all. I don't have anything in common. I mean, that's the thing. Like a lot some of these this particular type of coming of age where it's all about high school or college i don't have anything i did when i was in high school like that was the thing i was never that kind of person okay you know i'm saying i wasn't drinking and having sex and doing drugs and playing sports and i always just got the spirit of fun from them Hmm. Uh, i didn't feel like i needed to identify with the exact activity as long as i identified with the spirit and i did uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not interested in that. this movie. Just looks bad. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I I I, just, I can't put my finger on it. It just looks aggressively bad and dumb. I mean, that kind of was the '80s, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> aggressively bad and dumb. <laughs> so uh, I don't have a whole lot. I don't recognize. Like, I mean, I guess I did recognize some of the people, but not enough by name. So I yeah, got nothing to say about this. Do you want to talk more Move about on. it? Star Trek Beyond. Well, I've seen this preview a hundred times. Uh, Everyone this has. is the first time we've talked about it, though. Is it? I'm pretty sure. All right. Beastie Boys has become synonymous. Sabotage sure. has, is now usurped by Star Trek. Sure. I Here's my thing. I, I feel like this is the Star Trek where I'm out on. All right. The first Star Trek was fun, a nice little romp. The second Star Trek was borderline insulting. I didn't see the second Star Trek. You Confession know, time. Like it's it took one of the best one of the the best Star Trek movies and in, in my opinion pissed upon it. Okay. It took the Rathacon and just fucked it up for no good reason. It took all the emotional Maybe impact I did see out it of recently. it. It was a background watch for me though, which is a shame because well, it has Star Benjamin Bender Dick comes yeah. a bunch in it. Um Right. And and he played Khan. Essentially. So yeah. Star Trek Beyond I just it just looks like a big dumb action flick. Is it, this the one that Simon Pegg is writing on? Maybe. I know Justin Lin is directing it, which says action, action, action. Which I I'm He's like Fast a, and Furious. That's the director. thing, like I love Fast and Furious. Yeah. I just don't want my Fast and Furious in my Star Trek. Yeah. One is really, really stupid. Yeah. And one is really, really uh, interesting. And those two things aren't mixing. I mean, well. that's the thing. Like, the movies are always where Star Trek kind of got to let its hair down. Sure. But damn. But not to this degree. Yeah. Yeah. Not to the Beastie Boys 
Star Trek right. doesn't fight for its right to party. Never has. Let me ask you this. Never should. Picard liked to listen to, like, old classical music, like old big, operas and stuff like that. bone of contention with me in Star Trek, if I know where you're going. Captain Kirk wants to kick ass and take names. I feel like Sabotage is a Captain Kirk song, but it is old in well, his time. Well, that's what I'm saying. 200 like, years the old, The fact right? that this... I think the implication is that all modern pop music is bullshit and sucks. But I hate to tell Picard, but Beethoven was the pop music of his time. Right. So I absolutely think there would be... You're telling me Worf wouldn't listen to Black Sabbath? Sure. I mean, somebody... Crazy Train? Yeah. Crushers doing jogging in the holodeck to Britney Spears. I mean, (laughs) that would be classical music. Right. And it, it's I'm not like you. all of the music. I mean, it's it's not like every f- shit that got composed in the 1700s is famous today. What kind of music do you think they're making in the 20, what, 200s? It's four-dimensional chess music. It's like whatever the music. <laughs> you can't even listen of, to yeah. it. Like, it's not something you listen to. It's something you experience. You have to have three mouths and six ears <laughs> to play and enjoy it. All right. But it's sublime if you do. Right. Uh, Huntsman Winter War. This is a sequel that a nobody fuck. wanted to a Snow White movie that I didn't see. Okay, this is a sequel to The Huntsman, right? I th- yeah. I okay. mean, it's The Huntsman Winter War, I think. I had heard of The Huntsman. I had to, yeah, sure. And I never watched it. It's got Thor in it. Too. Right. Uh, it's got, this one's got Charlize Theron in it. I don't know if was the, first in the first one, one Yeah, okay. she's the Wicked Queen. It's got sure. a... Uh, is it Emma, uh, whoever the immortal woman was from that uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Is that Emily Blunt? She plays mm. another Wicked Queen. Okay, I I just don't care to She's analyze the this at all. Of the, yeah, whatever. Had a cool mirror. Not my type of movie. The magic mirror guy. I, I just noticed like cool. every fucking time somebody jumps in that trailer, it goes uh-huh. boom. Sure, slows the track down. Yeah, drops the uh, drops the bass. Something I'm excited about: the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That looks real good. Now, I know there are idiots that are like, you can't gender bend the fuck. Get out, get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. These are four very funny women making a new Ghostbusters, and I see no reason why, you know, the double X chromosomes can't bust ghosts. No, there's no reason. It looks great. I thought it looked funny. The jokes that they show in the trailer are pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Uh, the the effects on the ghosts look really awesome. Yeah, there's this this like vivid cobalt blue energy yeah. to them that I think is both a faithful nod to the old like way they had uh-huh. the ghostly blue composites, but also... It has I, like a neon sign vibe to it. Yeah, like they feel very energetic. Yeah. Uh, but Kate McKinnon is she looks like she's in the Bill Murray role and you know I know you don't watch Saturday Night Live but she's mm-hmm. currently the best thing about Saturday Night Live um, man just uh, Kristen Wiig is in it yeah Melissa McCarthy who I'm kind of like hot or cold on but give she, her the right role I think she's good I, yeah like she's just she's, picked some bad movies she gets in dumb big dumb movies yeah. but you know every time she's on Saturday Night Live I think she's hilarious yeah, and she, she's willing to go for it which I appreciate yeah um, and in, in a way Leslie, that like Leslie Jones is the other woman uh-huh. uh, who I think is very funny on Saturday Night Live, and I'm I don't know because like there's always I don't know it's it's weird because they they seem like they've had the the nerdy scientist types and they've kind of even cast them with their archetype. You got kind of the chubby slovenly one. Mm-hmm. You got the straight up brainiac that's maybe a little on the autistic spectrum. You got the Bill Murray wise girl. 
and then you've got the black one who's not right. a, who's not a scientist is and i'm like i don't that something know you want to preserve that, that, that's part of the formula but having said that leslie jones and is she's a funny. municipal worker the the yeah, <laughs> the girl I was watching this with pointed that out, and it was interesting that she's like the only non super smart scientist. Street smart though, right? Because she's right. black. Sure, I think that makes sense. But I'm not going to boycott the movie of that because, again, Leslie Jones is super funny, and okay. uh, I, I I'm hoping that the yeah, and that's the other thing is I'm not saying like I feel like a lot of her comedy involves playing. Uh, and kind of playing with that stereotype. Huh. Okay. Um, and I don't, I mean, I, I would hope she's not doing something that she personally finds offensive or stupid. So I'm going to go with it. Okay. Whatever, man. Uh, the movie criminal Kevin Costner, uh, starring Kevin Costner, Tommy Lee Jones and Deadpool. Right. The, I, the, I don't get this. And movie. Gary Oldman and Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, get, this I don't movie. know what the movie's about. Like, it, is it about a criminal who... They took who, Deadpool's brain, and they put it in Kevin Costner's criminal body... And it turned him good. ...to contact his wife to find that information about some kind of spy ring. But but he eventually, like, turned the tide on them? Like, switched sides, and now he doesn't want to do the thing that they sent him to do? I, I and, honestly don't. I, okay. I'm just... That's... Uh, I'm not interested in seeing this movie. Yeah. I mean, Th- this I, is a movie for people like the generation before me. Maybe. Like, people who grew up with, well, like... The problem with that, though, is I guess Ryan Reynolds is a detraction, but Kevin Costner, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, and Gary Oldman are not huge attractions to... I feel if you're 60, they are. They're huge. Like... Sure. If you're, but you're saying their it's age. going for Gen Y. Oh, are you, no, are no, you no, saying I'm... that this is, like, for... This is an action movie for baby boomers? Yes. The generation okay. born before me. Yeah, okay. Fair Maybe enough. a generation or two, perhaps. Um, but, yeah, because... I mean, you, you cast Tommy Lee Jones and Kevin Costner in, in a movie like that, and I'm thinking, yeah. What was the generation between, like, the Baby Boomers I, and Gen X? I don't know. I don't know. That's it's the generation stuff. The dumb. I It's not for me. Uh, you know what movie yeah. is for me? What's that? X-Men Apocalypse. All right. Yeah. I think this might be the first truly successful X-Men movie that doesn't have uh, Wolverine in it. Oh, Okay. Although it'd be, I'd be surprised if he doesn't be play a cameo because even in X Men First Class he had a pretty memorable cameo. Yeah, he's got to get the cameos in while he's got that body. Sure. I mean, he's not going to have it forever. Although I would just watched original X Men last weekend. Right. It is cr- like I thought he was pretty ripped and shredded in that movie, but he's just kind of like a- average, generically muscled, athletically got. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy who's watched his diet and maybe <laughs> lifted some weights, but he's not shredded ripped and shredded like frosted wheat man not like he is now it's in so he could actually uh taper off in the next decade or two and round himself back into first x-men shape <laughs> probably i mean damn yeah, this look cool i don't know what kind of they've got some super threat that they're facing because they apocalypse are, they're x-men he's one of the classic big big villains uh, uh yeah. for, for uh non-magnino villains uh but i don't know i like uh Michael Fassbender a lot as Magneto. I think sure. he's fantastic as Magneto. It looks like maybe Apocalypse the, has enslaved him to be one of his four horsemen, which is exciting. Oh shit! I mean, he's only. It's like you know, the more powerful his horsemen are, the more dangerous a threat he always is All seems right. to be. Uh, but no, I'm excited about that. It's uh, you know, I, I feel like now 
the Fassbender, and who's the Professor Xavier? I, I don't know his name, but name. he's also amazing. Yeah, uh, this era has always felt like the B team, like or or the young X Men. Right. But I feel like they've now worked this to where you could tell another t- three, four movies with this current cast, and they've recast the the, the new Storm looks pretty amazing. Uh, hmm. New Cyclops, Jean Grey is uh, Sansa Stark. Uh, right. I saw so, her. And I thought, are they going to show a Game of Thrones trailer? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like, I that you could you could build a nice little franchise around that core. Yeah. So is, McAvoy, James McAvoy is Professor X. Uh, was Jean Grey the one with like looks like she's straight out of the eighties? No, no, no. Not, sorry, not Jean Grey. Um, is that Jubilee? Is that who that is? She's the one that she she looked very authentic to her mid nineties costume. She's wearing like a yellow trench coat. And yeah, crazy earring. Yeah. That's, okay, that's, that's, that's her. Gotcha. Uh, and Storm looked very cool. She looks very much like her late 80s, kind of punky, huh. wearing leather incarnation. Uh, and then finally, the Captain America Civil War, which is the trailer they've been showing. I thought that there is a new trailer that uh, there's going to be attached, but no, it's the same trailer. I'm still as excited to see it as I've ever been, but no. I wouldn't mind seeing the new trailer. Shall we talk a little bit about Cloverfield? No, I don't want to talk about Cloverfield. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Sure. Uh, I remember when I saw the trailer, uh-huh. especially the latest trailer, I thought they gave, I smugly thought, well, you, you poor bastards, you've given away too much to this movie. I feel okay. like I understand every single twist and turn. I would say the trailer encompasses maybe the first 30 minutes of the movie. Right. And it goes in a lot of surprising different directions. This was a much more tense psychological thriller uh extremely tense extremely tense it is i compared it to gravity when we walked out because i think it's it's i had the same feeling of dread the whole time kind of a one damn thing after another too like yeah. you don't really get a chance to take your like maybe once or twice in the movie do you get a chance to take your breath and even then it's it's pretty muted like there are some jokes but man you're really on uh, more of a visceral ride yeah and I kept on thinking, like, I was trying to, f- I these people all look familiar. I mean, John Goodman's John Goodman, obviously. And John this- Goodman is a fucking beast. John Goodman kills this movie. He crushes it. He is really solid actor. Surprisingly, yeah. He can be funny. He can be friendly. He can be fucking Scary. menacing. Yeah. Uh, and this is a different kind of, um, I compare it to, like, when Robin Williams did that photo booth movie. Right. Where... He kind of showed a different, like as 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 many. Well, I don't know if you see a lot of sides of John uh, of Robin Williams, but you that know, was the first time I saw a different side than just comedy. Yeah, his photo booth. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him in dramatic, but it's all, but it's, he's never played like a really menacing, creepy guy. And I compare John Goodman's performance just to physicality and everything. Like his size helps him for sure. And he's like really playing that up with the wheezing and the like noises he's making. And I gotta say, yeah. one of the most menacing scenes I've seen in a movie in the last year or so: John Goodman coming in with a clean shaven face. Okay, like you, I'm like, oh shit, this movie just kicked up in another. <laughs> and that sounds ridiculous. It does. But when when you see it, you will shit a brick. You will believe it. Yeah, I, I can't you, say you'll enough. Be heading for the exits. Good stuff about John Goodman in this. It's amazing. Um, but it also starred the guy who plays Jim from the newsroom, and he's he's fine in it. Like yeah, that's that, so that's John Gallagher Jr. I think. Right, uh, I like him. I instinctually like him. I think he's got a lot of charisma. 
Um, I, he doesn't get enough enough of a part, in my opinion. Yeah, enough room well, to breathe and shine. Sure, sure. I mean, he like, does he does what he needs to do for yeah. his role in the movie. Um, the star of the movie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Also, who I was like, where have I seen this woman before? Where have I seen this woman before? She is uh, Ron, uh, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Right, or saves the world right. versus the world versus the world. Yeah, uh, she also all, crushes it. I, I've seen her in a ton of shit. She was in that one of the very first bald movies, first run bald movies we did. Abraham Lincoln, oh, Vampire Hunter. Right. I think that might have been the first one we did. Might be plays Mar- like uh, Abraham's wife, Mary Todd, whatever yeah. her name is, Mary uh, Tyler Todd. Uh, she's also in she plays John McClane's daughter in all the new modern live free die hard good day to die hard that kind of stuff said she was in one of the final destinations I've seen all those and she is really great she's good at at, at kicking ass and being resourceful and uh, but also being like vulnerable and make you feel like you're afraid for her a lot Um, yeah I think you know the the play that her and John Goodman have together in this movie is just tremendous. It is. And you kind of go back and forth about how you feel about a lot of these characters and what mm-hmm. their role and whether they're, you know, good guy, bad guy. It's it, the movie keeps you yeah. guessing really late. I mean, arguably to the closing credits, like what the hell is going on? Right. So I was pleasantly surprised by all that. Me too. I, I also, I, I, I happen to, uh, I'm not a prepper myself, but I find that whole, like, the building of bunkers and preparing for disaster, like, very fascinating. Right. Yeah, it's something not often explored. Like, I could see being a prepper as a, I wouldn't take it seriously, but I, as a hobby, mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to build, like, a giant, essentially concrete f- underground fort and stock it full of bunch, you know, you could go down there during a tornado or blizzards or just whenever. Or the end of the world, sure. perhaps. Maybe. The 2016 uh, American election cycle, for example, <laughs> might maybe a good time to go down into the bunker. I'll move to Canada. You can go to the bunker. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's it, hard to talk more about the movie without getting into the spoilers. And I think now is the time. Yeah. Uh, so this is the end of the non or the, the non spoiler review, which is what we release publicly. Uh, we have the full spoiler edition where we'll talk more about our thoughts in the movie. Uh, coming up next, but you have to be a club member to listen to it. Uh, if you're not a club member, uh, you can sign up for as little as a buck a month at club.baldmove.com where you get uh, a lot of bonus content, not just these first-run uh, bald movies, but uh, extra video game content, extra podcasts uh, we do, um, bonus features like Quit Your Pitching, which we actually gave away the first one for free on baldmove.com if you want to check that out. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're uh, asking you to help defray the cost of buying tickets and pouring popcorn and Coke down our gullets by uh, joining the club. That gets expensive. Yeah, even in Ohio. Like, right. I can't imagine how much it costs to see Cloverfield Lane in, like, L.A. My God, it's like $100 a ticket, right? Probably. $30 for a large popcorn. My God, how do people live? 